The Women in Agile podcast series amplifies the voices of outstanding women in the Agile community. We are dedicated to sharing the wisdom and inspiration our community has to offer by telling our stories, being thought leaders, and having open conversations with our allies. This series is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. I'm your host, Leslie Morse, and today we are chatting with Vivian Aqua. As a workplace and wellness advocate, Vivian helps smart managers with keeping their team members engaged, healthy, and safe. These managers can say adios to absenteeism, stress, and burnout, and say hello to team members who are healthy, engaged, and productive. Vivian, that just sounds perfect to me. Thank you it so much perfect. for being here today. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. Yes, looking You're forward welcome. to our yeah, conversation. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's going to be a good chat. And you're coming to us from uh, Amsterdam, right? Yes. That is home. The Netherlands is home. True. Awesome. So as you have gone through your career and your journey, um, as somebody that's really passionate about thriving workplaces and other things, wh- when did you discover Agile as part of this journey for you? How did that happen? It happened, let's say, in 2014, so a while ago, five years ago. And it was my first time discovering something that is productive, something that is collaborative, but also something that is creating a thriving workplace, right? Creating a thriving mindset. And um, yeah, there's so many things happened from that. So I really love the agile concept about it. Yeah. And so what I get curious about there is like, did you already have sort of personal values and beliefs that just so happened to be aligned with agile values and principles around how we work together and the environments we create? Or has your passion sort of emerged since the discovery of agile? It's the last version. It emerged okay. after discovering Agile because I wasn't aware of Agile. I would, nevertheless, I wasn't even aware of workplace wellness, right? But after seeing so many environments where people thrive and so many environments where people are not thriving, I really thought about how can we combine the things and how can we create a thriving you know, work tempo and, and uh, creating products in a thriving way, but also keep the people thriving at the same time. Is there, when you think back on that time, like if mm-hmm. you were able to go into your own personal way, way back machine, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is there sort of a story or a pivotal moment that really stands out to you that was like, oh, yes, this is my thing and I'm so glad I found it? When it comes to agile, when it comes to workplace wellness, I because think it's there are all so many, it. there's so many things that, um, um, for me, it it became clear um, when people come together, or when 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 you start a new job, right? You're not being trained to build a team, at least not in every company. So for me, working with agile, it keeps that team bond, that team building. It helps with the team building. And then when, when I intertwine it with workplace wellness, which also is about creating connections, creating a team building effect, that's when I said, ooh, this, this, is, <laughs> this is the good stuff here that's happening at the moment. So, yes. Yeah, and, and I, that really resonates with me because like when I think about like that team building aspect of it, um, when there are good, tight relationship fibers that bind us as humans, it makes our work life better. 
as well as just like our overall society better. And I think those fibers give us more resilience as organizations and resilience as humans. And I know that aspect of being resilient is one of the the areas of career wellness and well-being that's important to you. Tell us a little more about that. When it comes to career well-being, uh, when you finish college or when you finish university or whatever study that you're doing and you enter your first job or you have your first job, the question that is always asked is, where do you see yourself within three years or five years? And one of the things that I want to challenge companies, organizations with is, you can ask that question, but also try to ask the following question, how can you help facilitate people in that path? Uh, Try to help them with mentoring, try to help them with uh, maybe a pay forward program where they can pay it forward themselves because I'm saying this because I was lacking that when I started in my career. Um, I know the aspect of having a mentor now because I've been having a mentor for the last three years and I know that it has advanced me in my thinking, it advanced me in my thought, in my uh, doing, but also it advanced me in so many levels that I am now giving back towards other people and preaching about we have to have mentoring programs at the workplace. And it's not only for women, it can be everybody and even reverse mentoring, right? Because um, I'm now gonna gonna sh- say something about generation because there is an old school generation and there is a new school generation and it's definitely something that we can learn from each other regarding technology, regarding um, the way we do things, and also regarding uh, how you treat people. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I. You use the word preach. Yes. And there is, um, that can be such a loaded word, right? It's evocative mm-hmm. from, um, in, in our language. And mm-hmm. uh, there's something about the quality of the tone of voice and your, your just demeanor and your calmness in just talking about this. This is so beautiful. Thank you. Like it's, it's, um, it's almost like it's a religious thing like I believe this to yes. uh, uh, that that level am I picking up on that right definitely but that's also one of the reasons why I call myself an advocate because I can come over a bit passionate and mm-hmm. um, that's where you know that's one of the reasons why I mentioned the word preaching but not preaching in a way that um, it's negative it's a positive thing where you share positive news and you hope to raise more awareness, and that's what I'm advocating for. Yeah, it's sort of the difference between an advocate and a zealot, <laughs> right? You're not a workplace wellness zealot. No, it sounds like a workplace zip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, that's not what we're going for. Yeah, no. So, so let's talk about. Um, I want to let's pull on the thread of the the female manifestation of all of this first. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a women in agile podcast. So talk to me just a little bit about right over these five years as you've been involved in the agile community, what have you noticed and experienced yourself as a woman and seen about the role of women in our community? Most women in our community of most women in, in the agile world are sometimes caretakers within their own family, but also within their extended family. 
And I really want, I urge us to take better care of ourselves because um, my eyes opened once I, I had my son or I have my son Orlando. Um, he is my role model. Let's say he's my eye opener. Six years ago, he showed me a way uh, of me better, taking better care because he's looking up to me. You have these little eyes watching you the whole time, mimicking you the whole time, and then it hit me. They are watching every step. And even when it's with small family members or big family members, you know, you have to be, to become resilient, you have to take time to recharge yourself and have to take, sometimes you have to take a step back to uh, do nice things. You know, you don't have to always work. And when you're done with your project, go to the next one. Take some, take a breather, take some time, or maybe do a small leave so that you can uh, recharge yourself. Yeah, I think that's so important. In fact, I'll, I'll use it as an opportunity to hearken back to another episode where we talked to Portia Tung, and she referenced the quote, um, you cannot give what it is you don't have. Mm -hmm. True, true. And um, that's really what you're talking about here. It's right. It's mm -hmm. care of self that yeah. is so important, so that we can give back to others. How do you see that uh, that caretaker manifest itself as we serve our women in agile constituency and our women in agile community? It manifests because we we tend to take care of others always at the workplace or outside of the workplace and we take a certain load especially when you're in a uh, in a as working as a manager and sometimes it's also good for to have an ally at the workplace who where you can have that conversation where um, where you can have a, a conversation of being honest uh, needing help asking for help uh, because you don't have to do it alone and doing it alone, it's like it always brings it back to that idea of being in relationship mm -hmm. and having that support and the idea of Definitely. team Definitely. that can help to help make us be stronger. Um, Definitely. And thinking about that network and those teams and not doing it alone, you were at the November Women in Agile event in Amsterdam. Yes. Um, and you got to speak there as well as just network with other mm -hmm. like-minded people in our community. How was that? It was amazing. Um, to be honest, um, I wasn't that confident about talking in English. There mm -hmm. was this little voice that I had that uh, I've been public speaking in Dutch for a long time now, a while. But there was something in my mind, which is a stupid thing, that I wasn't uh, good enough to do that. So I had the, the honor of the privilege to have my mentor there who um, encouraged me to just do that, just go for it. And me being vulnerable at that event and also the way that people embraced it and came to me afterwards saying, your English is so good, what are you talking about? This is rubbish what you're sharing. And also me being vulnerable about how I started my career, it opened up, uh, a lot of mothers opened up, a lot of parents opened up to afterwards and that's what I do for. I want to inspire women, mainly women, but also men, to take the t take care better care of themselves because there's only one you. The company yeah. will exist, but there's only one you, and that's why I'm urging to t take better care of themselves. And 
become more resilient, but also know when to take a step back. Yeah, um, I think that's so important in pausing and having that time to reflect. Um, Mm -hmm. And which makes me think more towards um, the opportunity we have as women who, right, are often predisposed to this caretaker role, as you've referred to, mm-hmm. how we're able to take that predisposition and that sort of innate biological wiring into our workplaces to help influence the way that we all work together so yeah. that that type of self-care can happen. Definitely. And so as you think about being a workplace wellness advocate, how, how are you going about kind of sharing that information and framing up those conversations with people? I'm just showing examples, but also sharing my my personal story. Um, I became a workplace advocate because um, something happened. I I was in a in a male domain uh, as the first lady who became pregnant, and was it wasn't received that well. I'm not going to bash that company because it's it inspired me to become where I am now. But by me sharing that story, it always opens up to have more conversations about certain topics that are not addressed. How women should, should they tell if they're pregnant or not? Or can we come back to the workplace when, uh, when the baby is there? Or are we feeling disconnected? And I'm just sharing my honest stories. There are, there are ways that companies can create a true connection, welcome new moms or help new parents coming back towards the workplace because I feel that's something that where a lot of companies are lacking and that's also one of the reasons why a lot of new parents or mothers are leaving their companies because their their purpose and their values have, have changed, have shifted. And if they don't see the company um, caring about them, then the disconnection can grow further. Yeah, and in what a... Right. I I can only make up how challenging and difficult Mm -hmm. that time is. Right. You sort of said, I don't want to bash that company. No. Um, But it was clearly listening to you talk an opportunity for your self-discovery and insight and inspiration. Mm -hmm. But I have to imagine also a wonderful learning opportunity for those men, because if you were the first woman woman on that Mm -hmm. team, they've never been through that either. True. True. Um, But I I find it weird because they are, most of them were all parents mm-hmm. and I am always seeing two sides of, of each story right because you wouldn't want your partner or your wife go through the same BS where I went through right and that's something that I it's still a hard pill to swallow but then again they that scene inspired me to talk about it and to let it go yeah that there's something so important about what you just said, Vivian. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we show up at work and treat yeah. our colleagues, regardless of our own gender, mm-hmm. and asking ourselves, would we treat our own family that way? Yes, definitely. I even think about the prevalent use of the word resources, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'll say things to people like, well, if you went home and said, hey, I need three resources to go pick up the leaves in the backyard, <laughs> or which which of you resources is going to empty the dishwasher tonight? Yeah. That mm-hmm. probably wouldn't go over so well. No. 
But the that's really what we're asking for here mm-hmm. around better humanity in our workplace yeah. is treating people with that same grace and respect that you would want your coworker or your spouse or partner or child treated with in yeah. their own workplace. Yeah. And it's also, for, for me, also setting an example. I mean... I've been angry. I've, 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 you know, I've gone through that negative mindset. But it, in the end, it doesn't help me. Mm-mm. It only worsens my mindset and only worsens my surroundings. So, me investigating what, uh, researching what happiness can do and forgiving um, the people that hurt me in such a way is making me only stronger. The only thing that I can do is prevent others from experiencing that. Uh, that the same experience and level up from there. Yeah, the, um, yes, all of that. I mean, it's what's so clear is there's, there's a phrase I've learned. It's called star walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked that phrase up um, from CRR Global and some of the work that they do around the ORSC coaching methodology. And they define star walking as um, being the thing it is you want to see in the world. Yes. Be the change you want to see in yes, the world. Yeah, yes, yeah. So yeah, like, you yeah. are star walking mm-hmm. in the way that you do this. And that's just mm-hmm. the, listening to you talk about it. That's so clear and beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. The, um, it's not all humans and relationships and how we show up. The physical space we work in Yes. also... Um, can either support this way of being mm-hmm. or hinder it. And I know that's another one of your passion areas. So when you think about those considerations, what's important? So the, the aspect that you're talking about is creating agile workplaces, right? Where the physical workplace is supporting uh, the agile um, methodology. Yeah. And it's weird maybe to talk about this, but an office without any plans isn't creating a thriving workplace or a thriving culture at all because we need oxygen and they live of our, um, what's, what's it called? The, our air that we breathe out, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Carbon dioxide. Yes, yes. They, they live <laughs> of that. And yeah. it's also important that to see yourself as a plant because we humans, we thrive when the sunlight comes out. I'm not thriving at the moment because it's it's almost winter in the Netherlands. <laughs> but when the sun does come out, I make it a must-have to just at least walk outside for 15 minutes because then I can recharge myself. So at the workplace, it's also important to have that natural light at the workplace because when you're working under uh, uh, certain lights that isn't... Uh, creating that that warm sphere or mimicking that sunlight effect, it will definitely harm your your sleeping effect as well. Uh, And it will also harm your happiness because we need sunlight to boost our happiness and to boost our well-being. And the other thing is, have you thought about um, the air that comes in? There's so, there are so many things that we are not seeing that can harm our well-being, like the air, the materials that are being used in the chairs or in the flooring system. Um, and that's one of the things why I am also advocating about creating energizing workspaces so that people can, 
can become more energized. I'm all about becoming energized to work, but also leaving your work energized so that you can thrive at home as well yeah. instead of being stressed or being being uh, being tired. That's yep. also common. And um, another thing is your 3 p.m. snack. What, what, what do you prefer, right? Are you going for that bowl of M&M's or are you going for that bowl of popcorn or are you an apple eater? What, what, what is your, your thing that you're grabbing at 3 p.m., right? Because it's all up to you how you are going to spend your mood. Are you going to uh, be hangry later on? Or are you going to be that superwoman or superman if the, for the men that are listening um, so that you can have that energy at home as well? I mean, you can have your, your bar or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's still loaded with sugar. And sugar isn't produ- making us productive, making us agile, making us thriving. So that's also one of the things that I wanted, I wanted to address here as well. Yeah, and I think those are, if you are sitting down and you are having a conversation with a leader mm-hmm. and walking through their office, yeah, they, what are the things beyond plants and maybe the snack choices mm-hmm. that they have available for folks? What are the other things that you're talking to them about and you're looking for as you advocate for that becoming a thriving workplace? I am, um, I can talk, I'm a talker, but i rather show them how what a thriving place is so mm-hmm. i rather go uh, visit uh, visit some offices with them where i believe that they have that tri- thriving uh, culture nailed so i'm just going to meet up with them in a building and then they can see for themselves what they feel by not saying anything just saying anything just say something about describe how you felt yeah, what do you notice in this space? Yes, yes. How is it different than another? Yeah. 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 It inspires them a lot. I know it, it can cost money, but then again, there are simple things that budget-wise can make small adjustments, right? Or even creating a, a Friday afternoon team activity where people are playing games. Not any games regarding to work, just playing games to getting to know each other and getting to know each other personal because you spend a lot of time at the workplace. Mm-hmm. Why not getting to know that person who's sitting next to you or know that maybe they're going through a tough time or maybe they, you, can, you can support them or maybe you can help them in such a way. I do feel that when we uh, become more human at the workplace, we are not co-workers anymore. We're friends. Yep. Yep. I, yeah. Um, we do some of our best work and our best yes. collaboration, have our best time with our friends. True, why, true. why wouldn't you want to have that same camaraderie and connection with the people where, as we, if we think about our standard you know, years of life where we have our careers and our professions, we spend more time with those coworkers than we true. do our families. True. Um, what a, how much are we really marginalizing about our own life quality mm-hmm. by not having that same sort of connection in the workplace yes, as well. true. And also regarding quality, there's something that here in the Netherlands, I, they sometimes make fun of me when I address sleep. 
mm-hmm. that even just a half hour napping space where people just can take a quick nap yep. or have a meditation room or a Zen room where they just can recharge themselves by reading a book or listening to meditation because we need that to unload and go to the next task, right? Yeah, it's the there's brain health that goes yes. into that as well. Yes. Like actual as the biological creature we are yes, taking definitely. care of our brain health that, that yes. I think there's so much research and information coming out that supports taking time for that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so as we start to wrap up, maybe, mm-hmm. um, can you give us a little bit of a story about kind of the day in the life of Vivian and what wow. it is to be a caretaker of yourself and the world around you? Mm-hmm. I can I can bring you through my day. So my day starts have it has to start with a meditation. Sometimes I do a 20 minute meditation, which is a guided meditation, and that meditation starts with um, where do I see myself, and if there is any forgiving that I need to do towards somebody. Sometimes there is a forgiving moment that I need to do towards somebody. And sometimes I do it's that. forgiveness of self. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And also, where do I see myself in three years? I have a vision of myself, Mm -hmm. and that is uh, at least within three years, I want to become an international speaker um, and talking about thriving workplaces. And there is this one thing, extra step that I'm doing afterwards is uh, what what am I going to do today to achieve that goal for three years? Um, Then I'm going to take care of our son or one of us is going to take care of the the, the small boy. And then I start working uh, about what I'm going to do. Am I giving a workshop? Am I giving a lecture or am I writing uh, a topic? I really love writing about topics. I recently, a while ago, I I wrote a topic on LinkedIn about healthy workplaces um, are not the answer for burnout. Because even though if you have a healthy building, you can still have an unhealthy culture. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Peter Drucker says, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah. So going through that day, I sometimes do fasting. I'm currently in a fasting period where I fast between uh, 14 hours or t- up to 20 hours a day. Because for me, it creates... Um, it strengthens my mental health my mental well-being and also it's good for the weight but I really want to have a lot of uh, strength a lot of resilience within me especially now that I'm speaking more and it helps to stay sane because sometimes at the events that I go to the sugar load is killing me <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm glad that I'm fasting throughout the day so that I'm okay yeah. And then in the evening, I spend some time with my partner, with my, my, my son, and we watch TV or have a, good, a nice meal, and it's time to bring him to bed, and then it's time for me to unwind. And the unwinding is listening to an audiobook, or we have an in-home uh, sauna, so mm-hmm. I tend to do that, especially in the winter. Nice. Um, and ending my day with a five minute or 10 minute, uh, gratitude. And I love listening to Brene Brown. That's a must have Yeah. for everyone, for every leader. 
it's yeah. a must have. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't watched her Netflix special, go watch it. Yes. And definitely. if you've watched it, go watch it again. Again. <laughs> it again. never gets bored. It yeah. never gets bored. She's one of the women that I wish I had known her earlier because I be even talking to you now, it's um it's still exciting. But she told she taught me how to embrace my vulnerability, embrace myself, embrace the woman in the arena, right? Yeah. So yeah. Such a, she's been such a wonderful gift to, to all of us, Definitely. regardless of gender. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so um, what is the audiobook you're listening to right now? Um, I have to watch <laughs> because sometimes I don't know the, the topics, right? Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm listening to The Secret. Ah, okay. How how the secret changed my life because yeah. there are some good stories. Um, just just yeah, the law of attraction is something that I really uh, believe in, and especially after listening to those stories. So yeah, I sometimes read, uh, listen back. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, Vivian, thank you for this time. Before we wrap up, any final wisdom or or inspiration you want to leave people with? There are so many things that you can do. I would challenge you. I want to challenge you to just do a two-minute meditation and start with maybe two days in a week or three days in a week if you want to do it in the morning, in the morning before you switch on your phone or in the afternoon or in the evening before you go to bed. Um, just try and let me know how it went. Excellent. And if people are looking to sort of get more of your thought leadership around wellness advocate, is LinkedIn the best place for people to go definitely. find you? Okay. Yes, definitely. Excellent. Yes. Awesome. Or and Twitter. They, yeah, or Twitter. <laughs> so we'll, um, we'll make sure that uh, your Twitter shows up in, uh, yeah. in the show notes so people can go find you there. Vivian, mm -hmm. thank you so much for chatting with me today. This has been really lovely. I feel more centered. Um, wow. For sure. So thank you. <laughs> I'm honored that you're saying that, and I'm happy to have chatted with you. So thank you, Leslie. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. It's brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile nonprofit organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. We hope you've learned something new and invite you to tell a friend or a coworker about the podcast. And you can always go online to womeninagile.org to learn more about our initiatives and find additional inspiring podcast conversations. Thanks for listening to this Women in Agile podcast episode. Find more inspiring conversations by visiting womeninagile.org slash podcast, checking out the podcast series on iTunes, or visiting your podcast application of choice. If you have an idea for a topic, speaker, or feedback on an episode, please reach out to us via email through podcast at womeninagile.org.